It's time for Sounding Off with Phil Goff. Morena. Mayor Phil Goff, how are you this morning? and uh, the sun shining out over the city and we're thinking of the poor people in uh, Nelson that have gone through, you know, the trauma of that uh, that flooding. Um, For sure. So, you know, I was in contact with the Mayor of Nelson yesterday offering, you know, to provide help and we've sent somebody from our emergency management team down there but perhaps there's some other help that we can give in terms of, you know, uh, the stormwater system or the, the freshwater system. So, yeah, we are thinking of those that have uh, gone through that pretty terrible period down there and also sort of reinforced that, uh, hey, this is all part of climate change and if we don't act to deal with that, uh, you know, we're going to uh, see these sort of consequences and worse into the future. Mm. Well, this is a, sort of a, a sideways way to segue into what we're about to talk about, but we are going to have a chat about three waters which obviously we've touched on several times over the last couple of months but Auckland Council has officially rejected the three waters governance model and you've put out a big statement about it but I wanted to understand what it is that Auckland Council fundamentally uh, opposes about the way three waters has been proposed so far. Yeah, well, we made our, our submission to the Select Committee on the Water Services Entity Bill uh, last Wednesday, and we got three times the, um, the the time that they said we'd have, so they were clearly listening to our submission and they asked a lot of good questions, and, uh, you know, hopefully they'll take on board some of the things we've said. Um, look, the first thing is we are in favour of reform. You, you've got 67 water supply authorities across mm-hmm. New Zealand at the moment, and a whole lot of them just don't have the size the economies of scale to, to invest in good infrastructure and provide competent uh, and professional service. So, you know, one of our neighbours, Kuiper District Council, has got 27,000 people. Well, how do they provide, you know, for the infrastructure yeah. they need? So we said, look, yep, that's good. We understand why you're doing it, but have a look at Auckland. Auckland's already um, a city um, of 1.7 million. We provide water services probably to 1.5 million. We have the economies of, so, of scale. We're already bigger than most of the water entities that you're going to set up across the country. We've got the best quality water um, supply um, in, in terms of the quality of fresh water and the treatment of wastewater. Uh, and the, the CCO, the Council Controlled Organisation model, is working well for us. We're, we're investing heavily. We've put $11 billion Mm-hmm. Into our ten-year plan uh, for the, you know, for for the investment, we've just added a uh, hundred million litres a day in supply to make sure we can cope with climate change. But what you're going to do is you leave the ownership with us um, nominally, but you take control. So we lose control of 28% of Auckland's assets. Uh, and you put us into a new entity where we provide 93% of the asset value uh, and 90% of the population. And we have 28% of the governorship of that asset because the rest of it goes to uh, small councils and and to iwi. And what we've basically said is that the complexity of the new governance arrangements mean that it's going to be very hard to hold the new water services entity accountable and responsive. And, and in that, we drew on the Auditor General's uh, submission on the bill where he made the, exactly the same point that, um, you know... Um, Local authorities can be held to account. They, they, you, you're governed through elected representatives, mm-hmm. uh, and the new arrangement won't allow the same comprehensive and effective so, scrutiny and accountability. So, what would Auckland Council like to see? Because you, you've, you've mentioned that you do think there is change that is needed, but what would Auckland Council like to see for for Tamaki Makoto come out of potential changes? 
Well, well, essentially, we think one size doesn't fit all. We already uh, represent the model, largely, that the government wants. Uh, and we're happy, if we need to, um, to work in with the Northland uh, councils. We already provide water services, for example, to the Waikato District Council. But uh, essentially what we want to do is to make sure that, you know, $13 billion worth of assets, uh, which will go up by another $11 billion, are are controlled by the elected representatives of the people of Auckland that um, pay for those water services and consume those water services uh, so that you've got an accountable and responsive system. So what we're saying is, you know, look, we'll, we'll do what we can to cooperate with you, but don't take away an effective system of our being able to control water mm -hmm. care and make sure it delivers as the people of our city want it to deliver. Now, there's been uh, various engagements with the concept of co-governance, and, and that is between uh, local uh, iwi and more broadly uh, a conversation about treaty partnership when it comes to things like Three Waters here. Is the council looking at ways in which that might be something that's brought more into a conversation uh, while we're talking about changes to three waters yeah well we've just completed our our first water strategy and we did that in partnership with mana whenua we worked very closely with them uh, and there was agreement on both sides we worked closely with mana whenua in areas like remediation of the the kaipara moana uh, the kaipara harbour and the puanui stream and water care itself has got you know um uh, uh, two of its board members um, uh, are Māori and its intern uh, board member is, is Māori so that's a, a third of the, the people that sit in on the board at the moment but we believe that in exercising governance over you know the 13 billion dollars worth of infrastructure assets that so we're talking about pipes and water treatment plants here um, the authority should rest with Auckland Council's elected representatives who are accountable to Aucklanders and that's what Aucklanders have told us as well when we did uh, independent and representative public uh, sampling of public opinion and when we took submissions. 80% 80, 80 of the submissions said we should continue to govern water care through our elected representatives and the majority uh, control over the uh, over the new water services entity should rest with Aucklanders who provide 93% of the assets. Well, let's talk a little bit about, well, I'm sure we're going to come back to this in future weeks, uh, but let's talk a little bit about an, another big announcement from the government that's come in the last week, which is around the sustainable public transport framework, which Michael Wood has, has sort of announced as a, a new policy going forward. Now, what is this going to specifically mean for Auckland Council? And is this something that you're welcoming or do you have hesitations about it? No, no, we very much welcome it, as has local government New Zealand. Um, you know, our, our worry is the government too often moves towards centralising and determining everything that we do. And this actually reverses that trend to a degree in which it says we can determine the way in which um, we provide public transport services. Now, I don't think, you know, look, um, there's been a lot of nonsense spoken, including by the um, um, the, uh, the bus operators saying, oh, this is nationalisation. Look, um, Public, uh, public taxes and, and rates pay for these services. And at the moment, uh, and probably uh, into the future, we contract out the services to run um, uh, our rail services, uh, we contract our services to run our bus services, and we contract the services to run our ferry services. But what this does is that 
were we not to be able to reach agreement uh, with in, in negotiation with those contractors, we could opt to run them ourselves. Now, mm-hmm. we're not likely to do that, but the fact that we are able to do that improves our, our negotiating position. Now, the other thing that it changes is this was, uh, you know, part of this was set up, I think, under Stephen Joyce, and it was, you know, under the theory, look, we'll make this a competitive and we'll, we'll push down prices uh, and save money to the ratepayer and the taxpayer. Well, they pushed down prices so much now that we're 270 bus drivers short yeah. um, because the, the way they pushed down prices was that they cut wages or they, they didn't increase wages and you, you weren't able to recruit and retain uh, bus drivers, for example, which have a, they, they have a really responsible job, an important job. And, and we've, we've had to reverse that by saying, look, this is just nonsense. You, you keep doing that, you won't have a workforce at all. So uh, as we talked about, I think, a week or two ago, um, you know, we have increased an 8% increase in bus drivers' wages yep. and a, another increase before the end of the year. So the old model wasn't working. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it works in theory, but I'm not interested in things that work in theory and don't work in practice. We need to have something that works in practice that, that pays bus drivers a rate where we can recruit and retain them and we can provide the reliability of public service uh, in public transport that we need. So what what kind of timeline have we got for, for this, I mean, this announcement from central government? At what point does this start being something that local councils can, uh, you know, take the reins on a little bit more? Um, that's uh, that's an interesting question. I'm just trying to think of uh, when the, the thing will come into effect. As I, as I say, it won't it won't dramatically uh, change things because, um, we, it, but it but it but it will because we've worked around the old system that where it wasn't working, uh, and in the future we're not likely suddenly to say, look, uh, Auckland Council is suddenly going to um, run the bus services themselves. We've got 12 different companies on that, and we'll likely we'll likely maintain that um, that bidding for the provision of services. But what we base that bidding on will will not simply just be on the uh, the the quantum of the cost. It will be on the quantum of the quality of the service that's being delivered and our ability to retain uh, our, our bus drivers. So um, nothing dramatically is going to happen out of this, uh, but it is it is an improvement and it does strengthen the position of local government. Well, thank you very much for your time this morning, Mayor Phil Goff. It's always great to have you on the show. We will talk to you again in another week. Thank you very much, Rachel. That was Sounding Off with Phil Goff. Thank you.